Evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. It is a very full house here this evening over the Franchise Tag. We've got all of us on this evening. Andrew, Sky, Adam, Johnny, we are all here. It's a shame we haven't got our only Eagles fan here, though. That could have been quite some fun, but it's going to be good fun anyway. We are on to the divisional round. We've had the wildcard weekend and what a blast it was. I'm sure a lot of you had a, a lot of bags under your eyes after that weekend. A lot of sleepless nights, maybe because your team was in it or just because you just wanted to stay up and watch it, I suppose. But there's more football to come, some more late nights to come till it accumulates in Las Vegas with the Super Bowl on the 15th, Sunday the 15th, I believe. It's, it's got to be Sunday the 15th. I reckon it is. I'm going to double check that just before we get people, we tell people the wrong day. It's the 11th, so it's not the 15th at all. Don't look out for the 15th, it's the 11th. Um We'll go straight into it tonight because there's a lot of us here tonight. So we'll go straight into the games. We'll link the games together to the divisional round as well. We'll start off with the Houston Texans game going up against the Cleveland Browns, Andrew. A 45-14 win over the Browns. The Texans just dominating. And Joe Flacco fever is now over. Yeah, about time I wasn't on board the Joe Flacco train uh, for that. You know, a bit of a, a Disney story has come to an end finally. Uh, and the, the rightful better team and quarterback has, has got the victory in this game, uh, I believe. So, uh, yeah, roll on the Texans. I mean, I think they're a very nice team for people. If you, have, if you haven't got someone in the race anymore, they're someone to really get behind and really like push and, and support because uh, they're a very likeable team, aren't they? Very likable indeed. Sky, we heard the chant MVP, MVP for CJ Stroud. It's something me and you were definitely on the bandwagon for a few weeks ago. Uh, he was just remarkable. Right? I mean, debut into the playoffs, um, really pushed the needle and moved the ball for the Texans. Yeah, loved the way he played and really rose to the occasion because we've seen, um, I know we'll come on to a few later, so-called veterans who, who crumbled under the pressure. So to see him thrive, especially against the Browns defence that, I think people, including myself, have talked up all year. He just sort of dismantled them. Obviously, we know the Texas defence stepped up as well, but that's what you need to do, right? Take the pressure off of young, your young quarterback. Um, and, yeah, I was really happy for, for him and D'Amico Ryans as well for them to get that victory at home. Adam, the number one defence in all of the NFL, the Browns, uh, a superb defence all season. Some great players on that defence as well. Miles Garrett, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, Denzel Ward. Um, couldn't halt the 45 points for a pop against them. Um, how does this make them look the, uh, this uh, today? Yeah, they crumbled, didn't they? They they really struggled to to stop CJ Stroud, and it, it makes them look pretty poor, to be honest. If if you can't deal with that, but there was a lot of defenses this weekend that were meant to be good that didn't do very well. So um, that seems to be a, a common thing. Maybe defense doesn't win championships after all. Well, I feel like you may be having a slight dig at a certain team, potentially. <laughs> Wouldn't say anything. <laughs> Johnny, um, Flacco on the day, Flacco fever was running wild. Um, and, I mean, his stat line was pretty incredible. 34 for 46, 307 yards, a touchdown, but then two picks. Um, it, did you think everyone got sort of caught up in the, the emotion of, of how well Flacco was doing for the Browns? Do you think he has solidified a place in this in this squad for next year? Um, well, I hope it's not the last time we see Joe Flacco in a in um, an NFL uniform, but I, I I think it probably will be. Um, it was a great story, as as Andrew said, but it, it, it's come to an end now. And I think you know Sunday's game, um, the back to back picks. Yes, he started brilliantly, but unfortunately, he's not been in the NFL or you know as a starter for 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 some time. Um, and yeah, I think the Browns just have to to, to ride out and hope that Deshaun Watson uh, comes back um, stronger because, yeah, the quarterback position is their main weakness. Um, um, and that showed on Sunday night. We'll go ahead and look towards uh, the game again that the Texans will be playing in the next stage in the divisional round against the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, the Ravens got the first round by Texans with the four seed winning their division. That is on Saturday at 9.30. Uh, I'll go to Sky to begin with on this it, it's going to be the first time we've seen the Ravens in the playoffs this season. They were remarkable the whole year. They, Well, in certain opinion, the MVP is on that team, Lamar Jackson. Um, what, what have the Ravens probably learned from this Texans uh, game against the Browns? 
I think it's, I know it sounds obvious, but don't take CJ Stroud lightly. And I mean, it's not that they will, but um, obviously the Baltimore defense led the league in sacks with 60. So Texas will be mindful of that. But I think they'll realize that, um, you know, as Adam touched upon, there's many defenses that didn't turn up this week. And the Ravens will now be the defense that gets talked up throughout this week. So um, they want to make sure that they rise to the occasion there. And I'm sure Lamar as well. Um, I want to prove why he's the MVP. I mean, we know the, the votes are sort of decided beforehand, but I feel like, and the narrative can still go on throughout the postseason. They won't want to be one and done. So uh, they just need to not take them lightly. And Texas um, had a big next man up mentality. You know, even someone like Noah Brown going down, you know, who's going to be a next receiver to step up there. So they'll need to be um, on their toes with coaching this week and, and scouting when looking at the Texans offense. Adam, um, the, the Texans team uh, are going to be, you know, really riding a high here. CJ Stroud playing some of the best football um, in that game that he's played all season. He, he's had a, a couple of injuries, obviously, in the season and um, has, has looked a, a really good player. Um, do you think that the moment the occasion may get to him? I know he was in, you know, college um, playoffs as well with Ohio State. But do you think this this quarterback's got the mentality to? to really push the Texans over the line in this game? Yeah, I I don't think that's going to be the issue, to be honest. I, I think that you, you've seen with Stroud, like we said, in the, you know, they didn't win against in the college game against Georgia, but they, they really pushed him and he was the reason that they got as far as they got. So I, I'd be surprised if he suddenly crumbled now. Um, I, th- I think just, you know, being at home, to a certain extent, having that crowd there kind of, I, I felt like there was a level of expectation actually put on them. It, it felt like the home crowd thought they were going to win that game. And despite the fact of the Browns defense being as good as they have been in the season. So, yeah, I, I don't think expectation will be a problem. I, I think really it's just going to be whether or not they can have enough bit pieces around him. I think that is going to be a bit of an issue going into this game. And obviously just the fact that the Ravens are just a very good outfit. Right, well, we'll move on to uh, the next game of the evening. That was uh, the Dolphins coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs, a 26-7 result there for for the Chiefs in a very, very, very cold night, Andrew. Minus 20 to minus 25 degrees. We've seen the videos on social media of people getting the waters out of the fridges and they're freezing instantaneously. And, you know, there's just the breath of the players when they're all together on the pitch. It felt like it was a... Crazy occasion. Andy Reid's moustache freezing over, looking like the Lorax out there. Um, this this was sort of the exclamation point of what a lot of people felt about the Dolphins in the last few weeks, right? Yeah, this game went exactly how it was uh, scripted. I think I think we all uh, thought this that the Dolphins can't play in the cold weather. Two struggles in the cold weather. Um, they didn't have any pass rushes. They were injured. And Mahomes is a, a different beast when it comes to the playoffs, isn't he? Um, so um, went to scripts, um, feel like they've now got a bit of momentum uh, behind them as well. So the, the Chiefs are going to be no pushover uh, in the next game as well. But um, I think Dolphins have got some real things to look at uh, now going forward of, uh, is this going to be a problem every single year when they get to this point? Is two of the right guy? Um, so there's going to be lots to to discuss for them uh, going forward after this game. It certainly is. And playoff Patrick Johnny seemed to be back again to his best. I mean, he he has not had the greatest of last two seasons. I don't think he has been prolific the last two this year and last year as he has been in the past. We said a lot on this pod that sometimes Patrick needs to get back to his fundamentals a bit and a little bit less of the no-look throws and, and things like that. Do you, do you think this is the sort of the best play of his career at the minute? Um, yeah, I, I, I think you know Patrick Mahomes is is undoubtedly the the most talented quarterback in the NFL, and you know you can switch on like that. And I still don't think he's 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 you know hitting the top top gear. It's going to be interesting to see um, um, how he comes up against Josh Allen against um, Buffalo, considering the defeat um, this season. Uh, sorry, yeah, earlier this season. Uh, but yeah, I think he did everything that he he needed to do. He was. Um, against the Dolphins, I think both quarterbacks were were particularly cautious in the game. There wasn't really anything that um, the Mahomes did did poorly, um, and you know the Chiefs generally just controlled the game. Which uh, the Dolphins, um, I think that's that's going to be yeah the real issue. Which which Andrew sort of mentioned is is where they go from here because um, 
you know they don't seem to have a, a, a game plan against against big teams, and and, and I think that showed um, um, at the weekend. Adam, a big thing that is gets forgetting about the Chiefs a lot is their defense. It's not the talking point of this team. It is all about their offense, about Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, players like that. This defense played mean against Miami. I felt like they really stepped it up a gear and showed, and they show, and they've done this in the playoffs every year. I feel like that they they go, you know, it's not just the offense that pushes this team; it is the defense as well. Yeah, I mean, during the season, uh, they were ranked fourth when it came up to giving up passing and rushing touchdowns this season. So they've been very, very stingy all season. Um, I I would be surprised if that suddenly changed now. And, and you saw that with the, the way that they played against the Dolphins. They're a very strong defence. They're, they're going to take them a long way, I think. Um, Mahomes, obviously, is a, a great quarterback as well. And just the whole team in general is actually quite a solid team. It's just not as explosive as it has been in previous years. But, um, yeah, a lot of people underestimate the Chiefs a little bit. But they they are, you know, they're defending champions for a reason. Yeah, they are certainly. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting game coming up against Buffalo Sky. Um, but we'll be more on that in a minute. Um, with the coaching changes that are happening, maybe not necessarily very voluntary, um, but some coaches taking a bit of a step back who have been in the game a long time. We've seen... Um, Bill Belichick, uh, Pete Carroll. Do you think there's any risk of Andy Reid doing something like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like, no, their window's open for that a while. That's right? a curveball question. I, I <laughs> yeah. apologise. Yeah. I was like, wow. Could you, you say my name? Then with the question, I was like, is this for me? I was like, it is for me. Everyone's quiet. Damn, I've got to talk about Andy Reid. Um, I think, you know... He'll, he'll be around for a while because th their window's open as long as Mahomes is there, right? Um, he showed that already with that Super Bowl win last season where he coached up um, on the field so many... Andy Reid coached up the receivers and Mahomes made them better around him. I mean, even when you look at a guy like Rashid Rice who had such a big week last week, um, you know, 130 yards, um, I think the future's bright for them and he'll think, whilst Mahomes is here, I'll just keep coaching because it just improves his legacy year in and year out. And I'll stick on with you, Sky, because we'll move on to the team that they're going to be facing in the next round. That's the Buffalo Bills, and they came up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, it was meant to be a nice 6 o'clock Sunday evening for Freddie. Nice early night watching my team maybe win. Gets moved to 9.30 because of the snow. I mean, again, was in the social media, on social media a lot all week. And uh, I have to give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs fans and the Buffalo Bills fans because they all did show up and show it out. It was Really incredible atmospheres in, in both stadiums. But a 31-17 win over my Steelers. Um, I, I, again, it's it's a bit of a... It, it's a story of two quarterbacks, isn't it? Mahomes and, and Josh Allen both have not been perfect this year, but have been really performing in the latter stages of the season that Josh Allen carried on doing that in the playoffs. Yeah, I thought Josh Allen was phenomenal, you know, especially with um, no turnovers, three touchdowns. I mean, that 52-yard that run as well, that just speaks volumes to the impact that he can make. And... Um, I'd say it's probably the best I've seen him him play uh, throughout his career just because he seems to have learned from the mistakes and, you know, the path of trying to force downfield. We we know how great his arm talent is and um, how, you know, how much of a deep threat he is, but he seems to really be bought in this year and they'll be super motivated playing the Chiefs at home considering, you know, the, the loss in Arrowhead a few years ago, that game we all remember. Um, I can really see the Bills probably being as motivated as ever and, um, yeah, I'm going to just stick my neck out and say, I think they're going to win an advance to title game. <laughs> wow, that is sticking neck out. Uh, Adam, um, sticking on the Buffalo team, uh, James Cook, I mean, what a player he's been this year. It's been, one of the things that we've said about the Bills is that they, they always just have a piece missing, a piece missing. They didn't have the receiver. They went and got Stefan Diggs. They didn't have the pass rush. They went and got Von Miller. Then they couldn't, felt like he couldn't run the ball. Um, they tested and tried it with a few players. They draft James Cook. Had a bit of a slow start, but I mean, he has just brought a new dimension to this team. Yeah, I think a lot of it's actually changed since Joe Barry's come in, hasn't it? They seem to have found an offensive coordinator who can actually use him in the correct way, which is a start. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's looked really good at the back end of this season. And uh, just, just constantly feeding him the ball is, is one way of definitely getting somewhere. I mean, 
the fact that you've got him that can rush, you've got Josh Allen, obviously, as we saw last night, that can do it as well. And of course, by doing that, it opens up the pass game and people like Diggs can suddenly become a lot more relevant than what they have done in the back end of this season. So it's it's nice to see that they finally got themselves sort of like a run game that they can lean on because that was always the problem, wasn't it? That you couldn't have both. And I think now that you've got both, I think you might start seeing them be a bit more uh, variable as to what it is they can do and how they can attack teams. Moving on to the Steelers, Andrew. Uh, I mean, there was a there was a bit of a, a bit of a Joe Flacco hype, and there was a bit of Mason Rudolph hype, and I probably got behind that a little bit as well. I mean, he he looks stressed <laughs> the whole of this game, didn't he? I mean, we have to remember the teams that he played were not the strongest. Yeah, despite that, I think you still got to take your hat off to what what, what he's managed to achieve in that short period of time and and the way that, you know, you went into that game with uh, your third quarterback, you went it without TJ Watt, and you managed to hang around in that game for a lot longer than I thought you would. So I think there's a lot of props there to the Steelers in in the fact that, that they showed up and, the, and they and they played tough. Um, I think it was inevitable that you were going to be outclassed in this game with uh, from the Bills. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's really good. And it, it makes me wonder... Um, when it comes to decision-making and things like that, if you'd have played Mason Rudolph earlier and not stuck around playing Mitch Trubisky for those interim games, you would have had the playoff position sewn up. You wouldn't have had to play your full-strength squad in the last game. TJ Watt wouldn't have got injured. And would this would this been a lot, a lot more of a contest uh, uh, against the Bills? So... Yeah, some question marks there of um, loyalty to players and hanging on to things too long has got to be uh, on your mind there, Fred, with the Steelers. I just hear a lot of what-ifs and a lot of hindsights, to be honest with you. Um, Johnny, notably, Mike Tomlin, after the game, was asked about his... Well, the the woman just said, you've got a year left on your contract, and he walked out. Um, what, what, What do you read into that? Yeah, it's it, it's something that I think we will be talking about a lot more the, the uh, over the coming weeks. Um, but you know, I, I don't think there's been any question marks over his um, um, you know over his over his tenure so far this season. But I think we're getting to a stage now where the Steelers are you know a, a plus five hundred team every year, but they they just don't seem to be able to get over that 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 hurdle. Um, of being an elite team and that's been the case for the last 10 15 years um whether that's the coaching or just you know some poor decisions maybe um draft free agency i don't know i think there's you know a lot of teams who have rebuilt in in recent years um or starting to rebuild i'm sure adam will come on to it in in um, a short while who have found immediate success um, and got themselves a decent quarterback. And, and I'm just not sure if, is is that the route that the Steelers want to take? Do they want to completely remantle uh, the team um, uh, and the, the, you know, the front office um, to, to sort of mirror image um, what they're seeing elsewhere in the league? And I'll stick with you, Johnny, because we'll look at the Chiefs-Bills game, the Chiefs going to the Bills. That'll be on at Sunday, 1130 PM. Um, it's a hot contest that we have seen very regularly in the playoffs now. However, the one spinning factor is the Bills go hosting this. The Chiefs do not go on the road very often in the playoffs. How much of a factor do you think that will be? I think that's a huge edge. And I think we saw that this weekend in not just the, the Bills game, you know, fans throwing snowballs at um, the opposition players, um, you know, how big Ford Field played. I know we'll get onto it in a bit, but that atmosphere there had, had a huge factor. Um, same with the Texans. So I, I think that's a, a definite um, advantage for Buffalo. Um, it's a shame that they picked up another couple of injuries last night. That's my only worry. Um, you know, the 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 the, the O line, I can't remember the O line man who who was injured, but um, you know, they've they've got piles and piles of injuries already. Um I just hope it doesn't catch up with them because I've been quite high on the Bills ever since they lost to the Patriots. I just thought, nah, Josh Allen is 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 too good for um the, the you know this team to to sort of die down. Um I think you know these these are two very evenly matched teams. Um, one who are in great form, one who you know have got a great playoff win and 
you know, looking to to take advantage. So I think it'll be a classic Bills Chiefs game. Um, coin flip. I'm I'm, I'm not sure who, who's going to win, uh, but I'd side with the Bills um, as uh, yeah as, as the the form team going into it. Andrew, uh, they, the the injuries are stacking up for the uh, the Bills, and and we always say that it feels like their window is closing a little bit. Is beating the Chiefs though in the playoffs the measuring stick? Really, if you can beat the Chiefs, you can beat anyone. Yeah, I mean it's it's their game now as at home, and I think the difference with this game and what we've had in previous years, you say the window is closing, but um, previous years it's been. Josh Allen playing Superman and trying to do it all himself and him and Diggs. It's just been him and Diggs and nothing else. And if you shut one of those down, it, it kind of falls apart. But I think the difference with it this year is, is like Adam was briefly talking about, James Cook's now developed into a, a, a lovely piece. Uh, Dalton Kincaid and Knox as a pair are great pieces. Shakir now um, is, is, is playing out the slot lovely. It's, it's not... There's parts of the games where... Diggs can be quiet and he doesn't need to be in it 24-7 for them to win. So I feel like that they are looking like they're growing, if anything, and moving forward. So um, it doesn't all have to be on Josh Allen now. There's lots of pieces there to to move this team forward. So um, I, I think they can overcome uh, the injuries. They've managed to do it all year. They've managed to move pieces around uh, across that uh, front seven quite a lot. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a very, very good game. Okay, we'll move back over to Adam and talk about a game that he watched very, very, very closely, and that is the Packers beating the Dallas Cowboys 48-32, to a scoreline that seems like it was a close game, but let's be honest, it really wasn't. The Packers really ran away with uh, ran away with this, and they'll be coming up against the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round. That'll be a Saturday into Sunday morning at quarter past one, so a lovely late night for Adam. It's no rest for the wicked, is there, mate? Um, how impressed were you with your team in this game? They were really, really a pleasure to watch. Yeah, they did amazingly well. First time in a long, like quite a while that I can honestly say that I think that you can see that they've become a, a complete unit. Um, I, I think that the defence still struggled a little bit at times, but in the first half, they were very, very solid. Um, I, I do think a lot of that might be more down to the quarterback of the opposition um and just the general player the cowboys but um yeah i i think that they did really well and you know i mean you lot keep going on about cj stroud as your mvp i mean do you actually want to get on the right horse at any time uh there's only <laughs> only one guy in there really i mean you look at all the stats and he's ahead of him by a mile so it's uh i think there's a there's a lot of People need to start sitting up and actually seeing what Jordan Love is doing because a lot of people are still not there yet. And I understand that it's his first year, but some of them throws that he did were just ridiculous. It's it's Rogers like, it's Mahomes like, it's it's stupid really. Um, but yeah, they they did very well. Um, it's going to be very very tough against the 49ers, obviously. But I, I think um, if they play like the same again, then there's no reason why they can't. Only a few years ago, Sky, um, it was Green Bay traded up, drafted Jordan Love. Why the hell would you do that? Why would you piss Aaron Rodgers off? Aaron Rodgers, they move off. And then we're seeing this from Jordan Love. I mean, 16 for 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Do you think there's sort of similarities in his development to someone like Jalen Hurts, who wasn't sort of an instant hit factor? And the, the more this guy gets experience and plays, the more we're, we're going to see quality from him. Yeah, it's quite fortunate. Adam's heard me mention a few times a friend of mine out in Wisconsin um, who's a quarterback coach and was saying to me when Jordan Love got drafted that he saw a lot of potential there. And I think we've seen that. And um, even if I don't picture Rodgers as, sounds a bit harsh, not the best mentor. I think Jordan Love just strikes me as a guy, though, who, regardless who's mentoring him, he seems to just love the game and uh, love the sport and, and take that on board. And um, I'm just happy to see how well we played. I mean, I think at the start of the year, one of my hot takes was that he would finish with more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. So the way he played on, on Sunday, I mean, I'll stick by that. I think it's people, like Adam said, people haven't really even noticed the run that, 
he was on prior to this game. They were six and two. He was 18 touchdowns to one pick. You know, he was already playing at a high level, but um, it was great to see him back it, up, back it up, especially on the road. And yeah, I mean, now, if they haven't noticed already, then um, I think regardless of what happens against the 49ers, you know, the Packers are set for the future there. Mm. Johnny, worrying times for the Dallas Cowboys, getting yet to the playoffs again, going out straight again. Um, it, it's it's got to be worrying times, hasn't it? It, it? What what can this team do to change up their fortunes? Yeah, as you say, really, really worrying. I think particularly because of the form that we saw from the Cowboys um, at parts this season, I, for one, I got sucked in. I thought it was going to be the year that they were going to go on a bit of a run. Um, and when it comes to the the big stage, Dak and um, Mike McCarthy bottle it once again. I, I just feel that Sunday, um, yeah, epitomised what's wrong in, in Dallas. Um, you know, the the defence played really, really soft. We saw Michael Parsons drop back. The, the secondary were all over the shop. It's, you know, it's all good making plays and getting interceptions as a cornerback. But, you know, they got really caught out by Jordan Love um, and, you know, quite young, um, talented receivers, albeit, um, but quite, you know, inexperienced in that regard. Um, I think Stefan Gilmore looks like he's probably past it. Um, so... Yeah, and, and obviously Dak and Mike McCarthy are going to get the 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 um, um, you know the full brunt of the, uh, the the criticism and everything that comes with that. Whether McCarthy keeps his job, whether Dak leaves, I think it's all about the bigger picture in um, in, in Dallas. Um, it's such a pressure team to play for, um, and I just don't think a lot of the players um, are, are up to that at the moment. Yeah, Andrew Dak. I mean, the the, sat, the stats sound incredible. 41 F60, 403 yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions. I mean, we know why that is. Them sort of stats only come when you are very behind and when you are desperate and when you are trying to take the risky the risky throws. I mean, the two, well, nearly three receivers of 100 yards. CD 110, Michael Gallup 103, Jake Ferguson 93. So you could call it three receivers 100 yards. Is that the problem? Or, you, you know, this is a team you watch a lot because obviously they're in your division. Oh, well, not a lot, but, you know, you keep an eye on them because you have to because they're in your division. You want to know more about them, I suppose. Is is, is that the problem here? Is it Mike McCarthy problem? What What's going on with Dallas? I mean, I've always thought Dak's a, a bit of a problem. Um, I, d I don't think he's a an elite quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. He's decent. I just don't think he's elite. Um and when he's behind, I mean, I said it to you guys on the chat. I thought as soon as they went behind, he's going to start forcing things. He's going to try and play a bit of hero ball and interceptions are going to come. And uh, it just defaulted back to last season um, of, of the interceptions rolling in. Um, there's there's a Mike McCarthy problem as well, isn't there? Uh, I mean, we heard the commentators saying that they just didn't look up for it. And... You know, it's it's what what's what's going on if you if you can't get up for that game. Um they've now been beaten by Matt LaFleur and Shanahan, who both were with uh Dan Quinn, weren't they, when he was at, at Atlanta? And apparently they've kind of said that they're not afraid of him and he's become a bit predictable. So they need to. They're going to come up against these people every single year, so they've got to change something. And the fact that this is the strongest head coach off season we've we've, we've had in a long time. If they need to make a move, they should probably make one now, shouldn't they? Because um, I'm quite sure if if another team in this division decides to sack their head coach as well, you know the likes of Belichick and Vrabel and and Harbour are just going to be snapped up real quick. So. I think the decision needs to come soon as well if, if, if they are going to move on from this little duo. Well, I know that Bill Belichick had an uh, interview at Atlanta today, but however, one Skip Bayless seemed very keen about matching a coach from one of Sky's favourite teams to a team of one of Sky's favourite teams and putting <laughs> them together. That, that was apparently something that Skip Bayless liked the idea of was Belichick in Dallas. Don't know how that would work out personally. Um, Sky, uh, the game, Packers 49ers. 
Um, it's going to be tough, isn't it? I mean, this 49er team has just run rampant all year. Um, back in the playoffs again. Um, hopefully going to have a bit more luck than they did in the, the NFC Championship game last year. Um, how, how, you know, how do you see this going? How, what the Packers got to do? Yeah, so so tough because, you know, CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, I think right now, the reason I mention him is because I feel like they're both top 10 quarterbacks on current form. I really like them. But for both of those teams in these matchups, you know, they're coming up against the one seed now. You think, oh, how are they going to get it done? I think the big factor for the Packers was Aaron Jones, you know, to get three touchdowns and another guy who weirdly has gone under the radar because, you know, he was already leading the league over the last few weeks in terms of those uh, rushing yards and made a huge impact, I think. Um, probably stating the obvious, but they need to win the time of possession because that's what the 49ers do so well. So if the Packers can can get that back somewhat, that will give them a chance. Um, and they will take, you know, enough pleasure and hope in the fact of seeing what the Ravens done to the 49ers recently. I think that Packers pass rush is capable of potentially causing similar problems. Um, so if they can fluster Purdy early like they did to Dak, then I guess that's the route to potential victory. But um Oh, sorry, Adam. No, Freddie asked. You know, still going to lean towards the Niners, but um, it'd be nice if the Packers won because we see Adam happy and smiling like he's been today. We like that, but I'm still leaning towards the Niners. I tell you what, the spread, on, the spread on this game is plus nine point five for the Packers. I mean, I think I think they'll keep they'll be, they'll be in the game, won't they? That's a life savings then on that. <laughs> 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 what, what what worries you, Adam, about the 49ers? Do you think if the Packers beat the 49ers, they win the, they can win the Super Bowl? Yeah, because I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't... But are they the best team in the NFL, though? No, I don't think they are. Personally, I think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. But I think once you get to the Super Bowl, you've got a puncher's chance at, at least, haven't you? And that's that's the point. So... Um, yeah, I, I think the, I think there are certain things that you're just not going to be able to stop. You just have to accept that that's what's going to happen. Uh, you're not going to st stop Christian McCaffrey. He's going to score on you. He's going to get loads of yards on you. It's how it goes. Their defense will be good. It's just a matter of, I, I think we need to, get, if we can get the ball first, great. If we can put pressure on them first, great. That It's exactly the same as what they did against Dallas. That's that's the mantra that they've got to go with. Um, if you're fourth down, you go for it. That's that's what Lafleur's got to do again. Um, you know, even if you're up, you saw it. You saw it against Dallas. They were up by miles, and it was still four and two, and they threw another touchdown in. I think that's the way they've got to go. And it, it's kind of a bit of live by the sword, die by the sword. I think is the way they're going to have to go with it, and hopefully that'll get them somewhere. Uh, I personally don't think our pass rush is going to be able to do the sort of stuff that the Ravens did against the 49ers. It's just not quite as strong. Um, but we've got a chance. And that's probably, you know, if we, if we were given that at the beginning of the season, I think any Packers fan would have taken it. Well, it's certainly going to be a fun game and obviously wishing the best for your Green Bay Packers, of course. We move on to the next game, um, which will be... Well, we'll go to Andrew first because it's going to be uh, talking about the Detroit Lions beating the LA Rams 24-23. to They will progress on to play the Buccaneers uh, Sunday, 8 o'clock. We'll talk about the Tampa game as well. But we'll begin with this Detroit team, Andrew. I mean, they have just... They have progressed the right way. I think this is the neutrals team, isn't it, at the moment? They just play some fantastic football with some incredible players and they, they they were really fortunate obviously getting Laporta back for this game Armand Ross and Brown was incredible what impresses you most about this Detroit team uh just uh, their will and desire really um it's, it's everything that you're saying that everybody's buying into um some reason there's still a bit of an underdog despite the fact of what they've they've done uh, all year. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great that you can get behind them. And they've all got a, a point to prove, haven't they? Dan Campbell's got a point to prove. And, and Jared Goff's definitely got a, a point to prove uh, with him. And uh, that's great to see. But for me, I'm not sure about you guys, but I felt like this was the best game of the, of the playoffs. I thought it was the one that was played with the most competitive. And I thought both quarterbacks were absolutely excellent in this game. Um, lovely little shootout. Um, but yeah, it, it, they've got everything right on them and ev everybody wants them to do well. And, uh, like I say, Jared Goff's got a big, big point to prove, hasn't he? Mm. 
He definitely has. Johnny, do you think he's a point that he may be able to prove? Because, uh, like I said, the, 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 how, how, well, let's let's start with Dan Campbell. How much has Dan Campbell just really grabbed this organisation by the scruff of the neck and just raised it to a height that they did not know they could get to, uh, you know, three years ago or when he was even hired? Oh, of course. He's, uh, you know, a, 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 as a sports person, you'd, you'd love to play um, under Dan Campbell. He's someone who motivates you. He gets you in the mood. To, yeah, you, ju you just do absolutely anything to, to, to um, you know, support him. He seems like such a great character. Um, and he's got some brilliant footballing minds uh, around him, um, you know, including the, the general manager, uh, Brad Holmes, who's done such a brilliant job of building this team it's the perfect the perfect coaching front office set up the best atmosphere i think in the nfl at the moment is 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 in detroit um and yeah i'm really excited for for jared goff um it's going to be a a, a really big game uh the game of um you know the quarterbacks who no one wanted um once say jared goff this is baker mayfield one of them's going to be playing in a um an nfc conference um champ uh, championship game um um, in a week's time, who'd have thought that? So, yeah, I think that's it's um, uh, a, a, it's a really exciting time to be a Detroit fan, and you know, for all that they've suffered over uh, what thirty years without a, a, a playoff win, um, I think they deserve it for the way they play um, and the you know the characters that they've got around. Sky, we'll talk about the Rams for a second. They really, you know, held their own against this team. And like we said, the, the narrative of the story was, you know, Goffey, Stafford are playing against their ex-teams. Stafford got a few boos in the stadium as well. Um, I mean, they're a team that's clearly got talent, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. But is it what, what needs to change for this Rams team to sort of push them over the edge? Because they're a little bit, they're not quite on step with how they were when they, when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they need to take a lot of, you know, positivity for this season i'd said to someone on the weekend i think andrew's the only person i know who's taught the rams up in the off season everyone else probably i mean i heard the commentator last night saying um was it aikman said no one had the bucks over four wins i was like really i felt like that's what people had the rams at um so for them to get kyron williams nakua um i know me and adam spoke maybe looked like cooper cup had lost a step but you know he's still an elite receiver on his day um maybe a healthy off season under his belt they come back next year they draft well again We've seen the videos of McVeigh, and they knew they nailed that pick with Nakua from the get-go. So there was obviously some some good chemistry going on there um, in that front office. Um, I think the only reason they'll have that sour taste in their mouth is because of the game um, that they had with Stafford going back to Detroit. It almost felt like a lot of people felt he was going to walk in and, and beat his old team and, and get it done. But um, I say fortunately, it wasn't the way because I was happy for Jared Goff. But yeah, I think the Rams just need to keep pressing on and, and doing what they're doing and uh, they're primed for a bright future. Adam, um, uh, do the Rams have a bit of a case that they had a call that should have gone their <laughs> way with a holding on? The, was it on the Kua? Do you think they may feel a little bit robbed by this? Probably a little bit. But I mean, you get them all the time, don't you, when it's a bit like this? I, I think if it if that's the only thing you've got to complain about, then you you know it it's not that much really. I think you could argue there are calls in probably every game that could have changed certain little things. But yeah, you, you're probably right. There there probably was a, a a bit of a call there that could have gone their way. But at the same time, you know they could have scored more points, couldn't they? So you know that would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> It's always my argument. Oh, yeah. It's always my argument. You can't blame flags. You can't blame them. You've got, to, you've got to put points on the board, haven't you? Um, right, we'll still go on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Philadelphia Eagles 32-9. to Adam, I'm going to stick with you for the minute so I don't have to hear Sky talk about Baker just yet. Um, I mean, this was, this is the, is this the shock result of the weekend? Um, I don't think it really was. I think it was... To me, when uh, me and Sky were doing the betting show, we were very much saying it's a bit of a coin flip game, this one. we The way that the Eagles sort of came into it with that defence struggling so much, you could score relatively easily on them. Uh, it, it felt like it, it could go either way. I think the majority of people probably thought the Eagles would keep it and, and would win just purely because of the players that they have on that team and you know, you feel like Jalen Hurts is going to rush a lot and and sort of like be able to get over the line. 
course, it didn't really happen, um, and and the Bucks came out winners of it. So, I I wouldn't say it was a massive shock, um, really. I, I thought it was it, it could have gone either way. So yeah, I think the Bucks they looked pretty good. I'm not even going to ask a question, Sky. I'm just going to say 22 for 36, 337 yards, three touchdowns. Take it away. Pat a cake, pat a cake. Mayfield's the man. Bacon <laughs> can cut down as fast as you can. I wrote it yesterday. He was throwing the ball with some zip. Like he's, I mean, he's been good all season anyway. But again, now suddenly everyone wants to take notice. Um, I think also the Tampa defense deserves credit. I mean, Levante David was the one who, who stood out for me watching the game. Um, and you know, Fred, I've mentioned all season about how you know there's people there who've won that Super Bowl with Brady um, for his really impressive performance. But just going to Mayfield for one second, there's a slight segue. Like seeing him and his confidence and coming in on a one-year deal, prove it. And people even talking up Trask to what out outbeat him, and that was almost now almost looks like disrespect. I feel like a character like him on the Cowboys is what they need. You know, sometimes you like Josh Allen on the Bills, Big Ben for you guys. You know, they were quarterbacks built for the cold weather. We know Tua could never play on a cold weather team. And I feel like Baker Mayfield, you know, he walked into the Browns, managed to get a playoff win. I know it didn't work out well, but he's just got the right attitude. And I feel like certain franchises need that. So, yeah, if Baker was on the Cowboys, they, they would have won the Super Bowl, wouldn't they? Just like the Bucks might. <laughs> I hate bacon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Johnny, um, the Eagles, only nine points, a team that has really struggled, it's felt like, season. Even though they've had an 11-6 record, a lot of people saying they were sort of posers, not really the same team as last year. I mean, what, what's gone wrong here for the Eagles? Uh, it's, it's become, yeah, a really bad wildfire in, um, in, in, in Philly. The... I think it all comes down to play calling. We we saw last night just how predictable the the Eagles have become. Um, and I saw a tweet from Gareth about um, and the screenplays, a constant screenplays. But he's right. The you know the just um, uh, Jalen Hurts is making plays. Um, you know, based off what he's been told, and and it's just, just nothing's nothing's you know nothing's going right because um, of you know how they've been set up, and I think um, Nick Sirianni and um, um, Brian Johnson, the um, the offensive coordinator, and Matt Patricia as well. I think they're all going to be um, shoveled off. It's going to be an off season where so many people leave Philadelphia that they're going to have to make drastic changes. Um, you know, the, the, the free agency list, obviously we had Jason Kelsey retire today. The free agency list is, is absolutely outrageous. Uh, the amount of names, amount of big names as well, um, who are set to leave. And yeah, the obviously AJ Brown didn't play in the game. Uh, there's been a lot of question marks over him in the last couple of weeks. They've been, they're over-reliant on uh, Devonta Smith. Um, yeah, some big changes needed in in, in Philly. Um, you know, on paper, looking at the record, what well, they started the season ten and one. Um, yeah, for the last few weeks, they've they've not been able to get anything right. I thought they'd win this game, but um, but yeah, they were you know they got beat by a Buccaneers team who aren't particularly great, but they you could tell they they wanted it more um, and they played and they were aggressive, and, and ultimately that's that's what wins your football games. Andrew, I mean, it's actually it was actually a really successful weekend for you, wasn't it? Really, like the Cowboys and the Eagles both dramatic, <laughs> fired it out of the playoffs in dramatic fashion. Um, we talked about uh, Bills fans throwing snowballs in the air. There was a Eagles fan that threw popcorn at Nick Sirianni. Um, Johnny talks about the huge amount of players that could be free agents. Jason Kelsey retired today. Is it going to be reset mode for the Eagles because they did the same thing to Doug Peterson, didn't they? Yeah, cry eagles, cry. Mm, great. <laughs> um, I prefer yeah. that over pat a cake, pat a cake. <laughs> Mayfield, um, do you know what? I think um, as good as Howie Roseman is at doing trades and getting draft picks and things like that, he apparently, I've heard this, his first choice head coach prior to getting Sirianni was Brandon Staley. And he didn't, he didn't get Staley, and he got Sirianni. And is anybody else wow. thinking, this screams out that they've got a bit of a Staley issue. If they bring him back, 
they've done what the Chargers did last year and bring in Staley back. And this is going to happen again because if you if they don't make a change now, like you're right, what they're going to have another year of just being bad and people becoming expensive and you know what do you do with 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 Jalen Hurts and contracts and everything like that. So they need to they really need to get on on this now. And they have been a team as as Gareth said in the group that they do move on quite quickly from head coaches. Um, but yeah, what 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 does Sirianni do? What does he bring to the table? What well, you know he he, he can't call the offense. He, he doesn't know what defense is. Uh, he clearly can't build a team of coordinators around him. Um, but. At the end of the day, they've still got some extremely good pieces on that team. I mean, they went heavy on drafting a lot of uh, Georgia defensive players from that ex- extremely strong defense of the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. They still have got uh, nice pieces at running back. They've still got Jalen Hurts, who just needs someone to uh, a coordinator or head coach to get him back on track because he's. I just think he hasn't been. I think he's been injured all year. I don't think he's ever been fit once this year. And you've seen a, a, a clear drop-off from after Shane Steichen left in, in his the way he plays. So th- there's still a lot at the Eagles, I think, for them to move forward. There's a lot of nice pieces. It's not rebuild, is it? There's a lot of youngsters. Um, but, yeah, when did they forget to run the ball? I mean, I thought they were like a, a bit more of a, a run-first team and they ran the ball like 16 times. Um, so... Yeah, bit strange what's going on there. But as as we said earlier, very very strong head coach off season class. So, you know, they another team that needs to make a decision quickly. We'll stick on you, Andrew. We'll stick on you and Johnny for this ending section. Sunday, eight o'clock. The fourth seed Buccaneers go to the Detroit Lions. Um, a, a game that's, I mean. You talk about talk about it like a guy with motivation and an emotional quarterback in Baker Mayfield, an emotional coach in Dan Campbell. Is this a game of simply who wants it more? Are you going with me first? Is it? I am going, going with you. Yeah. Um, you know, would you like I, to take a sip of water because you did just talk quite a lot then? I didn't know where we needed. To... Sorry, go to Johnny first if you want. No, you did. Um, I just didn't know where we're going. Um, if you watch the first half. Or the first quarter, at least, of, of the of the Buccaneers against the Eagles. There's a lot of drop passes, and the Eagles were still in the game for quite a while. I think, you know, that if they'd have gone up against anybody else, they might have got uh, a bit of a lead on them and a bit in front, and the books would then be playing from behind. So I don't think you're going to get those mistakes and uh, the space uh, against the Lions. So I think um, this might be the end of the the run for. For Baker Mayfield, I think the the Lions are maybe one one step too good for him uh, across the board for talent wise. So, uh, but it, it's it's another great story for the NFL, isn't it? I think he's he's been good. He's shown his maturity. He's shown that he can go to another team and, and and produce the goods and win in the playoffs. So I think that's excellent for him. I think he's won himself uh, another contract. So that's going to be good, but I think the Lions are a, a, a different class, and he's going to struggle and uh, against them, especially if if the mistakes are there like they were against the Eagles. And Johnny, the books going to Detroit, which you know ordinarily you would go weather, but the Lions play inside, so you know that's going to be fine for the books going up to play in Detroit. Um, what, what, how do you see this game going? Yeah, I can't disagree with with Andrew. I don't think I think the Lions will be. Um, you know, heavily favoured going in, and I think they'll prove too good. Um, these two teams met uh, earlier in the season, um, and the the Lions won, um, and they even had a lot of injuries. Uh, I, I believe Jermaine Gibbs, uh, David Montgomery, uh, Brown Branchton playing in that game. So, yeah, I think a full strength Lions team should be able to to to, to cope with the Buccaneers threat. You know, we mentioned the, um, the 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 advantage of playing at home, and I think that's something that. Uh, the Lions definitely thrive on, um, particularly against you know the Rams, who I think everyone on on this um, on the pod was 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 favouring the Rams to cause a bit of an upset, um, which they almost did. But um, but yeah, I think I think the Lions um, have, have real quality and and, and could make a serious threat at yeah, getting into the Super Bowl. Okie dokie. Well, we're near, we're not quite at the hour mark yet, but uh, we have gone over the 45 bits. Fine. We'll do quickly one more thing. Thank you all for all of you for your opinions on the games that have gone and the games to come. However, we need some results really from everybody. So 
I'll do it the same way around every time. We'll go Andrew to Sky to Adam to Johnny to me. We'll start with a Saturday 9.30 game. The Texans go to the Ravens. Andrew, who you got? It's the Ravens for me. Uh, best team that they've had. So, yeah, I think the Ravens take this one. Sky? Yeah, Mark Andrews is back, isn't he? Or at least he's been activated. So, I'm going Ravens. Adam? Ravens. Johnny? I'm going to go for the Texans. I think the the Ravens could be on a bit of a, you know, they've had a week off. Texans are looking good. Why not? Back in an upset. I'm going to back an upset as well. I think Ravens are a momentum team. And I don't think the I don't think that week off did them good. And they rested their players at the end of the week. I think they're a bit of a momentum team. So um, I'm going to go for the Texans as well. Uh, we're going to the Saturday into Sunday morning game. Quarter past one. The Packers at the 49ers, Andrew. 49ers. <laughs> Sky. I'm sorry, Adam, because I, I I made a, I feel like I made a good case for the Packers, but yeah, like you said with McCaffrey, I'm going uh, Niners. Adam. Uh, I'm going to stick with this formula. Every time I go for the opposition, we win. So 49ers. <laughs> Johnny. I'd love to go Packers, but um, yeah, there's such a, a good team to, to, to root for, but I think the, the Niners... Um, we're going to add just one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Niners as well. For me, they're the best team in football. Um, Sunday, 8 o'clock, the Bucks going up against the Lions, Andrew. The Lions for me, obviously, from the points I made earlier. I think the Lions are another class uh, and they're better than the Bucks. <laughs> Sky, is Baker going to defeat the Lions? Todd Bowles likes to blitz a lot and Goff is not great against the blitz. So I will say Tampa. But if the Lions win this... I would say they will make the Super Bowl, but I will say Tampa for now. Okay, Adam. Uh, Lions. Johnny. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Lions. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing them go far. I need more of Dan Campbell in locker room shouting and screaming and crying. Lions are going to win this. Um, and then we go into the last game of the weekend, Sunday at 11.30. The Kansas City Chiefs going up to the Buffalo Bills, Andrew. It's going to be a close one. Uh, I could see it going either way, but I'm going to side with the Bills in this one. Sky? This will prove that the Chiefs dynasty is just fake, really, when they can't play on the road in the playoffs. So I'm going Buffalo. Adam? Yeah, I think the Bills are finally going to get over them on this one. This is this is the one, so I'm going to go for the Bills. Johnny? Yeah, come on, the Bills. I think uh, Josh Allen... Get the edge on this. Um, why not? Bring in the, bring in the AFC East. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bills as well. I'd like to not see the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship yet again. I do find it a bit dull on occasion when the same teams go all the time. And also I've rang the bell, the bell for the Bills for a while um thank you very much for watching i know it's been a long one if you've watched it all we are now trying to clip things up into segments so if you just want to hear about your team there is now bite-sized manageable portions on youtube for you to watch as well for our shows andrew sky adam johnny thank you very much enjoy the divisional round good luck to all your teams good luck to the packers adam um and we'll see you all next week